I mean, I'm actually doing it. I'm, I'm publishing this one. Good luck. Why haven't we left the Shire yet? What's the excuse now? Because we need to take one for the road. Cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, Coors Light. When the mountains are blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. You wanna know what song I don't like? I, I, I don't like, there's a lot of songs that I don't like. It's a I Would Walk 500 Miles song. It seems kind of generic to me. Well, this is a good learning opportunity for like eBay's writing guys, the guys at the eBay's community. Yeah. You see, although it might seem like what people want to read more words, just say, I would walk a thousand miles. I'd walk a thousand miles just to be the man. You don't have to, you just get rid of that part. I'd walk, a, I'd walk 500 miles, I'd walk 500 more, just get rid of that part. Add it together. I'd walk a thousand miles and continue. Well, you remember IAAI's About Us page? It, that's, it's kind of like that. Like, the writer of IAA's About Us page was under the impression that the more words you use, the better. That's not the case. In, in IAA's case, the more words that they use, the more I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. That, that is explaining a lot. We're leading innovative, leading edge cutting edge, brand new, the newest type of technology, the latest and greatest, combined with, I don't know, man, it's just, there's a lot of words in that one. It's not funny, but it will be later. Where's, where's the lighters at? Where's the lighters plural at? Come on, where's the lighters at? We're just about to, we're getting ready to leave and now I can't find the freaking lighters. Where's the freaking lighters at? Yeah, I would say wording. The wording for 1,000 miles or 500 miles. For 500 miles. <laughs> All right, welcome to the second installment of a mini series. Great, 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 great Salt Lake Father's Day. That kid's, that's not the kid. That's actually a kid and his dad. That that would that's probably the closest thing to what I would experience. It's kind of like that's a parallel universe. It's Father's Day. He's out there with his kid. The kid is freaking out. You know, he's just doing. He's just being. He's being a good, patient father. He is. He's being a good, patient father. It's tough. It's it's tough sometimes. Well, here's the thing that I was kind of thinking about last night that I didn't publish. And that is like, why keep trying when someone can just take it away from you? At the very end, or just at any time, really. Like, just unprovoked, unbeknownst, just completely blindsided. If someone could just ruin it for you, like, why, why try? And Whistling Diesel, yeah, 
Whistling Diesel is the one that got me thinking about this. Because he was thinking, he was saying, well, now that I've got a class three, a class A misdemeanor, like, I don't, I don't have to worry about keeping my record clean anymore because it's completely tainted now, tarnished. And they're trying to act like, oh, five years, there's a go. It's just like a speeding ticket. It's like, no, it's not. No, it isn't. I, you guys, you guys all know, Jamie Damon is the only one who can rescue us from this. And I, I don't, you know, it's getting kind of, he knows it, we all know it. He doesn't have to run for president. He doesn't, he doesn't really need to, right? He's in the private sector, he's doing his thing. He's, he's succeeding in life. Yeah, just retire, take it easy, put your feet up. Why not? That's what any one of us would do. Can't blame him. The problem is, is that he knows he has to do something. Jamie Dimon knows in his heart. And that's why he's like, he can't, hold on the wind, hold on the wind. Like he doesn't have to deal with the gotcha questions. Are you part of this party? This party said this. So what do you say? Because that party said that. Like he, he can still outsmart those questions anyways. He can handle them just, he can navigate them just fine. But why, why deal with it? Why even bother? Because Jamie Dimon, just like myself, in our hearts, we know what's, what's true. First of all, Jamie Dimon is not Trump. So let's, let's get that out of the way first. Second, he's not Mittens Romney either. I mean, he is who he is. And I think he'd be like a good candidate to run for either party. Shoot, run as an independent. Well, hold on, hold on, not so fast, Bling. Not so, the independent stuff, not so fast, Bling. Unfortunately, in the United States, our political system, it's a two-party thing, and if you run as an independent, it, you get kind of mocked, and there's a generation that's kind of just votes on one side, and the other, yeah. All right, not so fast on the independent part. Let's hold, let's just keep that on the back burner for now. But he knows that whichever party he is, I don't know, it's either party is kind of, they're, they're, they're pretty far on both sides. So it's not easy to subscribe to either one. And I hope that, I hope there's a possibility to figure that out without it being too, yeah, explosive. I mean, really, I think if you rationally talk to the audience and the voters in a way that, you know, it's not one or the other, it doesn't really matter which party you're on, I would say. I would argue, yeah. But I'm sure Mr. DeMond knows in his heart that whichever party he goes to, it's gonna be an expensive endeavor. That's just how it is. That's how politics are these days. That's just how politics are these days. I think, I think he's realizing, Mr. Demon is realizing now, like what good is this nest egg that I've, you know, this empire, a, a honest empire that I've built. The best bank in the United States, like saved the United States in 2008. What, what good is that wealth and that's those savings and that planning and that just succeeding if I don't use it 
I mean, I'm not, I'm no spring chicken myself. The clock is ticking, right? Four years is four years. I, it's not an extraordinary long amount, extra, extraordinarily, <laughs> extraordinarily long amount of time, but it's four years. And, you know, two years ago, I'm not trying, no, I'm not trying to bring up bad memories. Uh, the surgeries went well. You've recovered great. It recovered perfectly. Fantastic recovery. But sometimes you just never know. And four years is four years. So I think he can feel it in his heart that he has to do something here. He can see where the United States is going. He's seen where it's headed. He's thought about it. But it's it's the rabid politics. He's just like, nah, the gotcha questions and the, just all the stuff, everything. Just It's not worth it. Because then it's like, okay, it's a witch hunt because I said this. Binders full of women. What is Aleppo? Then we're going to North Dakota and then South Dakota and then New Mexico. And then we're going back to take back the White House. Yeah. Please clap. Remember John McCain's lips on a lipstick on a pig. Remember, remember that. Would I vote for John McCain? That. <laughs> I mean, it was a good idea for, for, for with Sarah Palin. I, I honestly, I believe that. If if it wasn't John McCain, they probably would have done it. They could have done it probably if it wasn't John McCain. But he said lipstick on a pig. And I remember, I listened to both radio stations. I listened to Rush Limbaugh, I, I listened to Maddow. I did. Why? So I could weigh both sides out. You freaking idiots. I'm talking about politics, but I'm only gonna talk about politics in one way. My endorsement of the United States' last hope of salvation the future president of the United States, Jamie Dumont. Like Howard the Scream Dean, the Scream, that is what ruined his presidency. Somehow, for some reason, that's what did it. I think with Jeb Bush, it was probably when he, when he got in the hoodie, <laughs> probably the hoodie or please clap, but I'd say the hoodie. Who was the other guy though? Um, well, there's lots of them and I'm only gonna, I mean, even as recently as 2016, no, I'm not gonna talk about 2016. I'm not gonna go there. Or maybe I will, maybe I will. Deplorables. Like these aren't, these aren't obscene statements. These aren't like lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Um, I can see Russia from my house. Like these aren't controversial, obscene statements from presidential candidates. They're just some, you know, the microphone was on, they're having fun, or they just misspoke. To pretend like, okay, here's, here's the first problem that I think that we should address if we can, okay? Yeah, as the campaign manager, this is it, okay. All right, this is my big moment, this is my big shining moment. As a rising young, yeah, right. As a gray-haired, retired-aged man in charge of Jimmy DeMond's presidential campaign, what's the first thing we're gonna talk about? Racism, gender pronouns, climate change. Do you want to wander into religion right off the bat? What do you want to do, Mr. Diamond? How about we pull the brakes here? Let's pull the brakes on that, on, on that uh, strategy there, that old strategy. Let's hold off on that. What if we kind of 
ditch the party thing. I mean, you identify with whatever seems the most advantageous. I think we both kind of know which one that would be. But I'm not going to say it. You probably have to subscribe to that just because. But always address and don't be condescending about this is what I'm, this is the type of politics I'm talking about. These, these type of questions are the type of questions. Not that. Not that. Maybe. I mean, you already know how to public speak. So like, how could you address saying nobody says things perfectly all the time? People misspeak. How, how can you convey the truth to that? to where people can identify and say like, oh yeah, I've said some stupid stuff before. I've said some things that were wrong. Not every, no, okay, not everyone can do that, but the majority of people I think can admit, yeah, I was wrong here and there. Yeah, that, I said that and I felt embarrassed or I felt stupid. How can you get that at the forefront right off the, in the beginning so that when it does come around, it's just sort of like ping pong. It's like, yeah, well, I did mention, you know, at the be we really wanted to focus this, this beginning of our campaign um, on just, you know, the inerrant, it's human nature to err. And we're not perfect beings. So I'm going to misspeak sometime. I'm going to say some things that don't come out right, just given the context or, or given the situation on the stage or what have you. It's, it sometimes just doesn't come out right and it can be misinterpreted. It can sound wrong. We're, we're trying to work on that so that we don't have confusion or mix up in what I'm trying to convey to the voters, which is this country's in dire need and then just go off on that, right? Like that way in the beginning, those types of questions can just be dismissed completely and then promote whatever you're going for at, at that time. Whatever's, whatever's the hot topic. What do we got here? What are we selling here? Hotcakes? No, I think handling the questions of like, well, in 1999, your business and, and what, yeah, whatever. Those questions I'm sure he can do just fine on. Um, you know, trial and error, making mistakes. No business is perfect. You know, it doesn't really matter. Those questions I think are kind of just irrelevant below the belt anyway. Um, and he can navigate them just fine. I think it's just the vicious vicious politics and each side trying to trap each other and sound bites like four second sound bites that's <clears throat> you have to watch out for everyone knows i'm not saying anything new here like i was kind of surprised to see mittens romney up on stage going like you want to do a ten thousand dollar bet damn i was like all right maybe i like mittens romney after all Seemed kind of rigid at first, but yeah, I like this bet. I like these bets. I like that. I like that style. Hell yeah. Bain Capital. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll vote for Mitt. Ten thousand dollar bet. Was it Rick Perry? I think it was Rick Perry, right? I think the biggest hurdle is going to be the the vicious politics and. Avoiding those four-second sound bites and just surviving that garbage. <laughs> it's stupid. But it's kind of part of the game, you know? It's part of politics. And if you can't handle that, then you, know, you can't handle the rest. Because those caucuses get going. Some of those caucuses, the lines for the caucuses, they can get long. Those caucuses get freaking long. That's what they're doing in the caucus. That's what they're doing in the 
in Iowa. They're just trying to get news clips, clicks, whatever. Headlines, babe. We're just trying to get some headlines, babe. No no hard feelings, right, babe? We just ruined your, your presidential campaign, okay? Yeah, that... <laughs> that two seconds when you're trying to joke around and no one got your joke. Yeah, you just threw it. You just flush it down the toilet. No problem. Good luck in Iowa. You're gonna lose. Thanks to me. Thanks to <laughs> thanks to this little interview you just gave me. Like, that's... It's cutthroat, man. Iowa's cutthroat. And you have to survive all that garbage, man. And you can, you know, irritated, annoyed, mad. You can't be cheerful all the time. And even just trying to be funny, I... I'm always doing, like, saying dumb stuff. Always. You just gotta keep moving. Yeah. Say something stupid, just keep it moving. Because I can't focus on it. They're talking too fast, so I'm gonna... Hey. I don't know, man. <clears throat> That's... Hey, as Jamie DeMond's first right-hand man and campaign manager, how would I respond to that question? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just really shrugging, exaggerating. I don't know. I don't know what he does to prepare for speeches and things and such. I don't know. There might be some sort of routine or ritual that helps. Maybe it's like, you know, a little, some bubbly, a little, some, some champagne before you go on stage just to, you know, get the nerves, calm the nerves. A glass, a little glass of wine real quick. I don't know. But from now on, we've got a, a chef here and he's got nothing but like organic food, protein. We've got some eggs here really healthy Caesar salad. It's got kind of a light Caesar dressing, but the romaine lettuce is organic. It's really good. It's local. We bought it local. We made sure to buy it local because we invest in the local communities and especially the local farmers. I mean, the, the past couple of years have been so hard on the farmers and we wanted to make sure that we're trying to support the local communities here when we come into town. Um, you know, I know it can be kind of a disruption, I mean, especially here in Iowa. So we're gonna focus on organic food that we bought locally. And we're gonna get you those meals right before or however long it takes. We'll do some studies, talk to some nutritionists. What is the optimal time to eat for your brain to be at peak performance? So that's that's what we're doing right off the bat right there. We've got a couple of glasses of Chardonnay. We've got a couple of glasses of uh, Chateau. Have one. Have two, have all four. Don't get too loose on stage though. And then I would say, when they try to get you cornered, <clears throat> always fall back to, not this is what I'm talking about, this is what I've been talking about. Don't go, not like that, not like that. We found it difficult to overcome the hostilities between each party. And we really want to do our best to work across the aisle and mend those wounds because we know how fractured this country has become by politics. Unfortunately, it's a hard reality, but it's the truth. And that's why I decided to run for president because I feel like it's important that we mend these political wounds here at home first. You can't even finish the sentence. Clout, the both sides... Repub no, no, Dem no. Both parties are cheering. And because it's refreshing 
to hear them say that, but that's not condescending or pandering or anything. Because it's the truth. That's why you decided to run. You knew you had to, you had the resources. Now let's have some more eggs. Hurry up, you're on in 30. And JK, you know I'm just kidding, right? All right, go. all right. All right, so that, that's what we're focusing on first. The first part of our campaign, the first prong of our campaign, the first prong is to mend the wounds at home, the political wounds at home, to mend the political fracture, the political division that has divided both parties. We're sick of it. Let's just get things done in Washington, please. I'm Jimmy Dumont, and I approve this message. You know, some of the younger generations might not even know that it, it, it existed, but when our parents were alive, both parties could talk to each other. Both parties could get things done. I don't know what happened, but I wanna bring those type of politics back to where we get things done again. I wanna, please vote for me so we can go to Washington to get some things done. I'm Jamie Damone and I approve this message. We can have a couple, we do, it doesn't have to be explicit. We could have a, hey, hey, hey James, Jamie, Jamie babe. Yeah, this is probably like four months into the campaign. We're probably like in third or second, exactly where we want to be. Whoever's in first, let them burn out. Whoever's in second, mm, might be some stiff competition. We'll get, we'll jockey, uh, jockey into third place. We'll remain there, just a solid third. First place will burn out. Second place will burn, second place will say something stupid. We'll get in first, just like that. Just like that, Jamie, babe. Come on, we're gonna get in first place here. This is the fourth month. This is what we've been planning on. Why didn't you finish your eggs? You're nervous? Amy, what's going on? You're nervous. It's our last ad, isn't it? It was our last ad, wasn't it? That's what too, that's what making you, ah, oh, I knew it. I knew it. Well, some kids have two aunts, some kids have two uncles, and some kids have an aunt and an uncle. We, we have to, we, hey, Jamie, we have, we have to play ball here. That's just how life is now. I know there's no delicate way to approach it. They're gonna roast you on one side. That's it. Hey, we're at the fourth month. We're gonna take first. He's gonna say something stupid. And there we go. Bada bing. And then what happens when you have to throw your opponent underneath the bus only to have them be your vice president later on? You can talk to them about that. That's none of my business. That's gonna be difficult. That's none of my business. They know, they know how to play the game. They know what they're getting into. I'm sure anyone would love to be your vice president, so I would not worry about that right now. Now, how about those eggs? You wanna finish up those eggs? I've got 30 minutes. And really, I think if you weren't, well, I don't know. I don't know, because there still might be some demographics that um, could identify with naming the party by name. And Because I'd say opposing party, because the opposing party always says this. Because <clears throat> it turns into that it just does. It, it's not healthy. I don't know. How, you have to have more than one party or more than two parties. And yeah, that everyone talks about it. Every, how do you organize that? How does anyone take it seriously? How do you start it? What would you call it? 
a chase voter. <laughs> you have this party, you have that party, and you got the chases. This party, that party, chase voter. What's a chase voter? Chase voter uh, happened back in 2024 when Jamie DeMond, CEO of Chase Bank, former CEO of Chase Bank, before he became president of the United States, he coined, he coined that, that phrase. It's a chase voter. They're chasing the winning ticket who doesn't, isn't on either party, but it could identify with both parties, just wants to get things done. That, yeah. Back in uh, 2024. Dude, I don't know. Oh, sorry for being creative and trying to be funny. Politically funny without being like stupid about it. I mean, it's stupid, but I'm not going after one or the other just because. That is stupid. I can't stand that. It made me not vote two years ago for the first time in, like, yeah, since 2008. I was, I stopped paying attention to politics. I used to be involved with it or at least keeping up with it. I could talk about it, but that, it got to the point where I was just like, man, it got to the point where it didn't even matter what your argument was. It was just like, oh, I don't like you. Why? Because I don't like bigots and people that have preconceptions about people. Well, you don't even know me. I don't want to hear your stupid party mumbo jumbo climate change. Climate change? You know, it's like, well, the climate around the seaweed because of water. When you're not global. I don't know, man. I don't know. We did drop some, like, fusion bombs, some nuclear bombs, like, in the desert and shit. There could be some holes. Like, I'm not going to rule anything out. I don't really care if it... If we have to be a little bit cleaner or recycle a little bit more, okay, great. Let's do that. Over regulations. Okay, fine. I don't care. Oh, more. It's more expensive. Oh no, I can't keep this extra money in the bank. I can't keep all this wealth. Give me a break. Use it or lose it. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a goofy one. So there you go. The Jamie Dimon's campaign manager. There you go. What I would say, what I would do, getting in the first place, four, four months into it. Oh, I, I'll wear a suit and tie. I'd wear a suit and tie. Yeah. I try to, I'd always try to answer and, and like cater to the opposing party. Always. I'd always be so nice. Like painfully nice to them. There's nothing that they could say that would rattle me. I'd always try to have something positive to like quit back at them that still, you know, promotes the campaign. Um, I think if that's the strategy that you could use that would, anyone who's on the fence, like myself, pretty much, anyone who's just not going to vote for some, like one, if it's too far that way, if it's too far that way, we're just not even going to do it at all. If someone gets in there with a good head on their shoulders, they're going to get a lot of votes, a lot of chase voters, because they're chasing the winning ticket. Well, sometimes, you know, it comes to me. It's pretty natural. It's, I guess so. Sometimes I get so rigid about this show. Like, I can't say that. I shouldn't do that. Don't say that. Stop. That's not funny. Nobody cares. Only to remind myself, it's my, it's my audio diary. 175 years from now, someone sort of genetically related to me will be listening to this and curating it for his audience. Get ready for the best political entertainment like you've never heard it before. Favorite Utah 
podcast host, Bling Vieira of the Bling Vieira podcast, approaches politics in a completely different way, a way your kids could listen to, so that way they're not roped into that idea of this party or that party. Let's have your kids vote for Jamie Dimon, 2024. I'm Jamie Dimon, and I approve this message. That's how you have to do marketing, though, these days. It's called neuromarketing, I believe, I hope. It's when they program your brain. I don't know. I was watching some YouTube videos about it, and you really have to appeal to the list. You have to appeal to your audience, and you have to know who your audience is and really connect with them. That's that gentle touch. It's been a while since I've been here. The last time I was here, it was all green and lush. And now it's kind of not that. It's quite dry. I didn't expect it to be this dry. But it was very green. Last time there wasn't any dead grass. It's all dead over there. Yep, back in May of last year. I know, you're going to hear it again. This is where all the glass was, and I got that out of here. My citronella candle is still hanging on the tree. Oh, the picture. Yeah, that's a real picture of the, yeah, my ancestors, my great, 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 great. They look very regal in that, in that photo. Well, that's why I chose that one. There's another pretty good, there's a couple, there's a couple. But that one I thought was like, yeah, I was like, that one takes the cake, we'll do that one first. It's weird, I could see my cousin in a lot of those faces. What was it called? Joint stock exchange? Or what was it called? Joint stock option? Whatever it was called. I'll go back and read it. I find it very, very just... Phase, like phases in life and in future lives, I guess. 175 years later. I have my apartment my studio packed the fuck up well yesterday i vacuumed for the first time and i don't know it's in two months probably yeah really in two months it was a it was a, such a mess and i did not even care like i had trashed the place there's no holes in the wall or the cinder blocks no there's none but there's popcorn there was like chips some happy colas let's go sit over there I think I vacuumed up a quarter and I was like, ah, oh, man, I need that. I'll have to fish that quarter out of the vacuum later. But it was the first time in two months, so we're, I guess a little bit of progress has been made. Because it's at least, yeah, that much damage. No, I'm not out of the woods yet. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I'm not out of the woods just yet. We're still working through some things. Ooh, I just I dropped my backpack. But, like, I was kind of pissed, man. I was pretty ticked. <laughs> like, I'm, I've, I'm not gonna ever forget it. It messed some shit up, man. And I can't... I, that's something that's was so important to me that I can't just allow it to happen. Oh, sorry, here you go. Like, that's not, it's not gonna go down like that. I might still lose? Sure, I might. I mean, I'm not a rat lawyer, so... I know it's true. I know what happened. Look. 
this is just, this is very similar to the videos I was playing last night with Whistling Diesel. If you're gonna charge me with something, let's go. And if you're gonna ruin some shit for me, like, let's definitely go see what, what you found. What was so suspicious, let's see it. Cause I know you're lying. There's nothing suspicious. Like, and if there is because of your systems, your systems, your computer systems, that needs to be fixed too. And there's, you, you messed up there, Yeah, it wasn't planned. <laughs> you should have been on top of that to avoid this from happening. Like there's no excuse that's going to work because you should have been on top of it. This should not have happened. Why did it happen? What was, what was suspicious? Freaking headphones off now. What was suspicious about it? And your proprietary data. I mean, if you can't show me, then I have to just speculate. You just leave me up to my own imagination, unfortunately, which has been pretty accurate so far. I mean, I can identify with, he did, it's just nuts. I have a hard time just believing it. It's timing. No, I was pretty upset when I realized after April 16th, I was like, holy shit. I, like, this is not going to work, is it? Like, holy shit. I'm like, this is not good. This is very bad. Yeah. It's, it hasn't been the same since. And I'm like right, right at the end here, right at the finish line. And I'm, I just, it changed my whole perspective on things, on the world, on life. On careers, on career paths, life's decisions. If, if that can happen with like a, a corporation and at any time, what's the point? Like why risk it? Cause this is dumb to, to do all this work and then just to have someone go, whoops, <laughs> sorry. Like that shit's dumb, man. I can't handle that. Like it's made me throw in the towel pretty much <laughs> after I get my fucking car back. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, I don't know if I mentioned in the other one what problems I had with going up there to get my car. To take a little break from eBay for a minute. Well, I was thinking about it. I was like, I think one of the problems why I don't want to go inside or why I don't want to get my car now is because if she says something to me that I just don't like, I... I hear it the wrong way or I just freaking hallucinate I I yeah I just like hear something that I just it, I don't like I might say a bunch of stuff and I think I can keep my cool I think I physically and everything I think that's no problem but I might get to ye yelling about some things I might get to yelling a lot and I might be like rude and stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that. I mean, basically I just go in there and say what everyone's thinking. It might get kind of awkward. Might have to step outside and then we can't get your car today. That is what I'm afraid of. 
oh, because of your outburst, we can't get your car today. You have to go back and make an appointment and come back to Salt Lake and then go back. I was like, I just, I hope I don't have to go up there. <laughs> it's fucking don't, I really hope I don't, it does not resort to me going up 40 miles to get my car. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be loud. And it's going to be what everyone's thinking in the parking lot, what everyone's thinking inside. I don't get my car today? Okay, everyone's thinking it anyways. Everyone knew that. Hey guys, look at Ultra Crooked over here stealing my car. It's dumb, man. It's so, like, shady. It's just so stupid. It's like, why do I got to deal with this? It just slows opportunities going by. But, yeah, I realized on, on Friday that was a lot of work. Just to have everyone be like, okay, okay, nutcase. What, what, yeah, what can you do? Just keep doing what everyone tells you to do and keep doing what everyone tells you to do. Can't wait to get that 30-year fixed mortgage. I don't think so, actually. I think I'm going to go a different direction. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been to San Jose. I've been to San Francisco. I've been to San Diego. I've been to Los Angeles. I've been to Sacramento. Maybe I have been to San I don't know. Maybe I have. But that's probably where I'm going to head first. Why would I get a 30-year fixed mortgage now when my entire future just got ruined? I'm actually gonna get no mortgage now. I'm actually probably not even gonna get that either. Like not even considered for mortgage now. Oh no, no, I'll have it, I'll have it. No, no, I'll have it. Fucking goons, man. Healthy greed's fine. Go for that. But corporate greed, just grabby, grabby, taking honest seller money, it's so dumb, man. And like, they're gonna get caught. They know it. They're all scrambling around. Let's raise. What, what was the percentage on the... Yeah, whatever. It's just the sponsored ads. They'll raise the price on that. Try and steal some more money. And it just won't work. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, okay, so what What are the best... What top 10 things a homeless person needs to know? A new homeless person needs to know. Make friends with the locals. Get to know. Okay, check, check. Already there. I've been working on that. Well, I, I, it's actually been about two months. Yeah, I've been working on it for about two months now. Hey, I was inspired. I was inspired by my great, 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 great grandfather. And he couldn't make it to the States. He, he was ready to go to the States. It was Elderman, right? Couldn't make it to the States. Invested it. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, it'll be there. It'll be there. And it wasn't there. He got busted for it. And he's like, man, the one time. Like the one time. The one freaking time. That's all it takes, though. There goes your trip to the States. Yeah, there goes... Yeah. Jude Law in a semester abroad. Now that shit has to be devastating.
I could tell, I'm not making this up, when I was reading that, I could tell that he was, it was pointed at, I, well, I don't remember what it was, the joint stock company, right? And Elderman. Man, he's just like, this one and that one. These two rats.